Welcome back to Zillennials Podcast. Today on Zillennials, um, we did kind of like a part two of an episode that we recorded previously. So a while back, I want to say it was in the summer, right, Leanne? I think it was. Okay. So like in the summer, we took ourselves on a date where we were just going someplace by ourselves and doing something that we really like just for the sake of making ourselves happy. So this is kind of part two of it. We thought it would be perfect to release around Valentine's Day because, you know, sometimes you don't always need to have a Valentine. You could just take yourself on a date. And that's also a perfect way to be happy. I have a confession that this didn't go much better than last time. I think I had a lot of good intentions. I had things that I wanted to do. And I think, like we said last time, it's almost when you're the only one going, if it's too cold, if it's rainy, if, I don't know, someone's like, want to watch TV with me, I'm going to say yes. And then I don't do it. And then all of a sudden, it's like four days before recording. And I'm just kind of like, whoopsies. I think that just goes to show, though, it is like sometimes really difficult to make time for yourself. And I feel like a lot of the times when we have things that we want to do for ourselves, we don't treat them like commitments. For example, like someone could say, oh, I really want to go to the gym unless you're blocking out like a specific time, like every single day or every single however many days a week or per month. It makes it a little bit harder to say. I'm going to do this. I feel like it's almost like you got to treat it like a meeting or something. I think also calling it a self-date kind of has this connotation that you have to go somewhere and do something. And I feel like my natural being is to not go anywhere and not do anything, whether it's like with myself or with somebody else. But if it's with somebody else, I'm more likely to do it. So I think that was an added challenge. I totally feel that. Like, I'm definitely a homebody as well. My ideal night is just like, I'm staying in, I'm reading a book, I'm doing some drawing, not going anywhere. So I feel like unless there's a place that you really want to go, it makes it harder because you're you're stuck in this mode of, well, what am I going to do? I need to think of something exciting and fun. And it just puts some pressure on yourself to think of something but it doesn't always need to be like a big to do it could be like I'm sitting down and I'm watching my favorite show with myself and that's okay do you want to go into talking about kind of like what you were thinking about doing for yourself date, and then into what we actually did I think I was thinking kind of along the same lines as before where I was like oh I could go to a bookstore or I could go to out to eat and then Really, this is just showing how much I haven't improved since the last time we recorded this because I ran into the same thing where I was like, those all involve money and I didn't want to spend money. And I think that was another thing that was kind of like an impediment to it was like the feeling of having to go somewhere else to do something for it to be like a quote date, but then also not pay Mm -hmm. because I think Part of that could also have to do with the season where there's plenty of things you can do outside for free, but also it's very cold. It is winter. That's very true. I think that one of the things that maybe we should talk about then is what are some options for cheaper or more like free self-dates? Because I think that that's an obstacle that a lot of people face. I don't think it's just, just you, you know? And so I think that maybe like talking about a couple of things that 
we could maybe do might be helpful. So one thing that you could do if you wanted to is you could do like an at-home spa day, which does involve a little bit of money, but I would say probably not as much as like going out to the movies or taking yourself to dinner because you could just buy like some cucumbers and a little face mask and just relax like a $5 self-date. Yeah, I think I was bad at picking one specific like, oh, I'm going to go do this. But I think in my kind of sad attempts at a self-date, I was taking more time to read or so my quote self-date was I took a bath and read. And I feel like baths are very like, I don't know, people have debates about them. And I like kind of get the whole they're kind of gross thing. But also I was, well, two things. One, I had worked out. Two, I also dropped my laptop on my foot. So I was kind of sore and the idea of warm water was very nice. Okay, you built it up to be like, this is going to be such a bad self-date. I didn't take myself anywhere. That honestly sounds like such a nice self-date. I'm not even going to lie. That sounds like so nice. Okay, but to be honest, I was fully ready to not do it myself. I'm like, anybody want to do something? With, I mean, not the bath part, but like just the self-date in general. Just to clarify, I was totally ready to be like, I'm going to do this. And then if someone else was like, I want to come, I'd be like, okay. You'd be like, yeah, I'm going to drop it. And then we're going to go do this other thing. It'll be great. <laughs> I think also a point that kind of goes to just my personality and who I am is there were some things that I thought of like, oh, maybe I could do X. Don't ask me what X is because I can't remember. But it was something like I hadn't done before. Mm -hmm. And I am very reluctant to do new things by myself. So then I kind of chickened myself out of it. I feel like it's also hard to do new things by yourself sometimes because it's like you don't know what the vibe is before you walk in. Like, is everybody going to have a friend with them or is it going to be like, no, being there by yourself is going to be something that's kind of normal. Yeah. But yeah, I did manage to do something. I'm like, okay, this is a little like self-carry. And I was like, I guess I could count that as a date. So I guess I did better than I thought, but I was still very last minute. And I also still felt it was almost like a chore. I feel like it's just when I think of a self-date, it doesn't necessarily always have to be like taking yourself somewhere special or doing X, Y, and Z that's special for you. I think it's a lot of you're carving out a time for yourself to do something that you'll enjoy, right? So maybe even calling it like a self-date is mislabeling it because it's more so like carving out time for yourself. Yeah, I think I could see that. I think there's a lot of discussion about what labels mean and like what they do. So I think some of it could be if you're calling it a self-date, because I think when you think of going on a date, you think of going somewhere and doing something. You think of roses and a candlelit dinner. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Maybe like a little quartet in the corner playing some music, you know? But I think it's like what you said. It, it can be a lot simpler than that. I think, I don't know. I think also is that my time's so limited. So it's kind of like when I have a bunch of free time and by free time, I mean really just time that I could be doing other things and I'm choosing not to because they don't have to be done that moment. I think that's when I'm more 
like that time is so limited that that time gets filled very easily with like friends and family. I think that makes sense. And I think part of that also is that it's hard to say no sometimes or to treat it like this is its own like special event that I'm dedicating this time to myself and I'm going to say no to whatever opportunity comes my way during this specific time. So I feel like that can also be really challenging, especially if you don't have a lot of free time at the moment. I don't know when you did your self-date, but I'm going to say if you did it when you were back in school, probably was really hard to find the time. <laughs> it was about three days ago. Yeah, so I'm got- it was probably really difficult to find the time because now you're back in the study and grind and it's a tough time. So I think it also depends on like the time that you have available in terms of how you're going to do a self-date. So for my self-date, what I did was I went to the conservatory of my town, which is free, by the way, and I sat there and I drew. And it was really nice because it was, I think, two or three days before I began my new job. For those of you listening, I don't think that I told you all yet, but I decided to leave teaching. It was a very challenging decision to make, but I think it was for the best. And I think it was a must, uh, a much needed change. And I'm very happy where I'm at currently. So that's good. But obviously, you know, I was really stressed because dealing with change is hard. And so I just went to the conservatory in my town and I sat and I drew for a little bit. And it was the most relaxing thing I'd done in a long while. Like, I think I sat there for two or three hours and just sat and drew. So I feel like this is a trend. In my self-dates, it's what I, it's kind of like what I did last time. We're just finding different locations to sit and draw, <laughs> but it was good. I think that that sounds really fun. I like the idea, too, that it is very um, cost-friendly. Question, is the conservatory inside or is it outside and you were just cold? Oh, it's inside. So it's like they have, it's like massive greenhouses that they have and you can go and they've got a couple benches in there. They have a couple turtles in there too. And you can just sit and you can hang out there. You can walk around it. It's pretty big. And so um, you could spend probably like an hour or two just walking around there if you wanted to, if you're with somebody and you're like looking at all the stuff. Honestly, if you're looking for a self-date that's cost effective, you could probably also bring a book and just read in there which would be kind of nice. If you're somebody who's like, I'm not super artistically inclined, but I like reading, that would be a good one for you. And there are a couple of conservatories like just around the towns nearby me too. So I might kind of go and check them out, see what they're like. That sounds so fun. I think also there's something about just being around plants. Update my poor little, uh, what is it? My poor little owl plant was doing so well. And then I repotted him and he died. Do you know what I heard is I heard that for aloe plants, you need to like leave them out to dry up for a couple days and then you plant them. Interesting. I don't know. Anytime I replant a succulent, it dies. So. Yeah, I'm not good at replanting them either. Like they'll grow too big for their current container and I'm like, you need to be repotted. They die every time. Every time. I know. And it's like, there's also all this stuff you read that's like, if it gets too big for its container, that is bad. You need to repot it. And then I repot it and it gets mad and it dies anyway. Yeah. Do you want an update on my plants? Yeah. Okay. So I have my pepper plant that's been growing for the last four months. 
The pepper is still growing. It's still very small. I think it's just uh, growing very, very slowly because it's growing in the middle of winter and we just don't have a lot of light. And I don't have grow lights or anything for it, which I thought about getting some. I was like, oh, maybe I should get like some grow lights and just affix them like over the top and then it can grow and it can then I can have bell peppers. But it's still growing. The pepper's not bad, though, which is good. I thought it would maybe like rot on the vine or something. (laughs) That's so exciting. So when I was drawing there, people were low-key watching me, which was kind of freaky because I don't know. Other people who draw can probably also attest to this. I feel like there's immense pressure when you're drawing in public because you're like, oh my gosh, it's got to look good or else people will judge me. And they'll be like, ooh, what is she drawing? You know what I mean? I don't like being watched. I don't either. But I was like, I felt very self-conscious at first. I'm not going to lie. When I first started drawing there, I was like, everybody's watching me. And it's freaking me out. Which I'm sure not everybody was actually watching me. But it was just like, you know, just enough people would like pass by with curious eyes that I was like, uncomfortable. Okay, I'm sorry to admit that I would be that person. I'd be like, ooh. It's okay. Because I'm like, you know those not artistically inclined people you were talking about? That's me. So I always get like very impressed when I look at other people's stuff. And I'm like, you're doing it in public. Yeah, but so at first, my drawing looked really bad because I did like gesture drawing. So for those of you who don't know what gesture drawing is, it's where you draw like super loose lines drawing. It looks like kind of like scribbling of the object that you're supposed to be drawing. And so it looked kind of bad at first. And so nobody said anything to me at all at first. And then afterwards, I started like going back in with some pen. And then people started like walking up to me and being like, wow, it looks so nice. And I was like, thanks. Don't look at my artwork, please. One lady was like, do you have any other drawings in there? And I was like, uh, (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to show you my sketchbook because half of what I have in here is so bad. Because it's a sketchbook I've had since like 2016. I'm like, I don't even know how many years worth of drawings in there. Definitely not going to show you. I was like, oh no, this is my first one. I'm just starting in the middle. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't know why, but when she asks you if she could see it, it almost gives me vibes of asking somebody if you could read their journal. Yeah, I'm like cannot show you because you would think I was insane. Please do not ask to see my sketchbook. I'll show you selected photos that I like that I think would not end me up in trouble, but I will not show you all of them. (laughs) Also, like, I forget, you were saying something about, I don't know, maybe how, like, the people are, like, going by and be like, oh, that's, like, so good or something. Not exactly the same thing, but because you suggested that one of the things you could do is go and read somewhere, I sometimes get that same feeling when I'm reading a physical book in public where I feel like people are judging what I read. Yeah, I feel like that's something that makes it kind of difficult to do activities that you enjoy in public in general is just you always feel like people are watching you, which to some extent I think they are, but I feel like they don't care as much as you think they do. And that was something that I had to keep reminding myself is I was like, I'm here to do this for myself. I don't care what anybody thinks. It's something that I'm doing for me because I've wanted to do this. And so I think if you go into it with a mindset of I'm doing this for me and everybody else is just noise, it becomes a little bit easier. But 
if you're somebody who is gonna be distracted by people watching you all the time, I would say it'll make it a difficult experience. Yeah, I think to my issue, I think some of that goes to the snobbery around books sometimes. Where like if you're not reading X Ernest Hemingway. Yes. Or James Joyce. <laughs> or James Joyce, exactly. Uh, that's a little preview right there. <laughs> yeah, of uh, our next book club episode. <laughs> like, if instead you're reading comedic mysteries or romances. Yeah, I could see that, where they're like, what are you reading? Or I always worry, I'm like, what if there's like something I'm reading about and I'm like, it's uncomfortable to read in public. You know what I mean? Like, let's say, for example, I get to a part in the book that's like particularly violent or particularly like, I don't know, just generally not something you'd want to read around other people. It's like, I don't necessarily want to be in public reading this because if someone looks over and starts reading my book, they're going to be like, this person is a psychopath for reading this. I won't get too much into it because it's not our book club discussion. But it's like when I was reading The Paris Bookseller, I was constantly afraid it would get to one of those scenes and like that the dude next to me would be like, what are you reading? Yeah, like you're reading that in public? Or if they don't see the cover and they just think I'm reading like, I don't know, Fifty Shades of Grade in public. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because like the thing is too, a lot of the times in books like, Scenes like that will just come up when you just don't expect it. Like, it's not like they have a disclaimer and they're like, disclaimer, on pages X, Y, and Z, you may not want to read this in public. There's no disclaimer. It just happens. Back to your other point. I do like the ambiance of like, either you bring it to the conservatory or like you bring it to like a park or something. There's something nice about the sun and all that. Yeah, I think if we do another self-date, like, Maybe in the summer or something, maybe we should just do like a reading self-date where we go to a park and we just read a book of choice and maybe bring like some snacks and some water. I think that's good. I think if, you know, anybody wants to hear round three of how I basically left it to the last minute, tune in in about what, four or five months? Yeah, yeah. I'm optimistic that you'll get better because this time I got better compared to my last time because last time I was just emotionally distraught I was like I just feel bad so I'm gonna go do this whereas this time I actually planned it out I was like I'm gonna do this on this date because it's this amount of days before I start my new job so I'm gonna do it at this time so I'm optimistic I think you just gotta pick a date and stick with it I slightly improved too I did mine three days before recording instead of the morning of that's a pretty big change see I think you're getting better at this Leanne yeah, I don't know. I think I think maybe I'll just define it as I don't have to leave the house. And I'd probably be more willing to do it. I think you should do it. Do you know what you could do? You could be like, so this might cause some polarizing opinions, kind of like baths. I feel like we can touch back on the bath polarizing opinion in a moment after this one. Um, you could play a game of chess with yourself, which apparently only psychopaths and geniuses do. Okay. Not with chess, because I don't know how to play chess. Although, after we watched The Queen's Gambit, I was like, had that brief moment that I feel like everybody who saw that show had where they just wanted to learn chess, and it didn't happen. But 
a lot of the board games I have do have solo modes. So I could do that instead. I considered it for the self-date, but also because a lot of the games I haven't played before combined with school, the idea of teaching myself a new game to play by myself did not seem very relaxing or self-datey. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe like over the summer, it'll seem more self-datey. I feel like that would be kind of more the mood. So back to the polarizing opinions on bats. I feel like it also depends on like how dirty someone is for taking a bath. Like if you were in the mud, you probably shouldn't take a bath. But if you were like just walking around and living your normal life, I think it's fine. Especially if you don't take baths like every single time, it's fine. Well, there's two things. One, other than when I was an actual child, I don't take baths as like my cleaning mechanism. Mm -hmm. Like you take a shower. But also, I think part of the reason I kind of like them, but I think the reason I don't do them as enough is that I'm the person who has to clean the bathtub every time I take a bath. I think that's fair. See, I know I never take baths because I live in an apartment. And so I'm just like, it just weirds me out the idea that like, it doesn't matter if I clean it. I'm like the idea that someone else may have sat in this bath. (laughs) I don't know why. It just freaks me out. I'm like, it's just too weird. I can't deal with it. Plus, a lot of them don't have like the little plugs for the bathtub. You need to like get an additional plug. And I'm like, that's just too much effort. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. Here's my thing. I feel like apartments don't necessarily gross me out. Because one, I don't know about yours, but at least this, like, well, at my mom's, it's obviously the house I've been in forever. So I'm like, well, that's not gross. I'm like the only person who's been in here, whatever. And then also at Kyle's is that one, it was professionally cleaned before he moved in. And two, I feel like after a certain amount of time, I'm like, okay, that person's germ should be gone by now. So I agree with two, but with one, I feel like every single landlord I've ever had, except for maybe one did not actually get it professionally clean. Like, I feel like they say they do, but they don't. There was, like, plastic bags on all the, like, toilets and stuff like that. No, I've never moved into a place where it's been plastic bags on all the toilets. Never. For example, when I moved into my old place, it smelled a little musty, which I'm pretty sure was because they had the carpet professionally cleaned, which the renters had to do, actually. And then they just left the windows closed. So then it baked all summer. So it smelled horrible. But like the whole place, it just did not seem professionally clean to me. I remember I found like an old dustpan between like the wall and the cabinet and like massive amounts of dust. I was like, this is disgusting. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I don't trust that you professionally cleaned anything here. Um, I'm just going to say you probably didn't. Whereas like the new place that I moved into was pretty clean when we got here, but like there were scuffs on the walls. And so I was like, so you definitely didn't repaint. Maybe you cleaned, but you definitely didn't repaint, which makes me think you maybe didn't clean. It might have been the person who lived here last had cleaned, but it wasn't you. Okay, two thoughts. One, clean the whole apartment anyway, even though there was supposedly cleaned. But two, it's not like you just moved in. Like, haven't you cleaned the bathroom since? So theoretically, don't you think their germs would be gone? Yes, but still, it's, I don't know. It just weirds me out. It's just one of those things. I just can't get over it. Like, I've cleaned the bathroom since, but it weirds me out. Yeah, I know I for sure cleaned the bathroom recently because I remember a little bit ago, I had some issues with freezing pipes 
And then I had to dump all of the water down my bathroom or I guess like down the tub's pipe because it was the only pipe that was not frozen. So that was fun. (laughs) I feel like there's also a debate about if you take a bath, do you take a shower after? No. Who would do that? Apparently a lot of people do it because I think it's when you put like bath bombs and stuff like that in there and then you just feel kind of like bath bomb residue. Mm. I mean, okay, when you said take a shower afterwards, I was thinking like full shower, like scrubbing with soap and everything. I feel like if you take a bath bomb bath, you'd probably want like maybe a little rinse or something. Like I feel like a rinse would be nice, but I don't think I'd qualify it as a shower. I agree with the rinse part. Yeah, I think a rinse would be like, yeah, that'd be fine. Again, I think it depends on how dirty you are as to whether you're taking a bath or a shower. (laughs) Well, here's my thing is I think as an adult, I think baths are solely for the relaxing category. I think also because like they take longer. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't have a lot of time. So like you're going to go in the shower, get out of the shower. But baths are like you're just chilling. I started a new book on my Kindle because Amazon told me my Kindle was waterproof. Wow. So I trusted it. I didn't like put it in the bath, obviously, because I don't. It's like the same thing with the Apple Watches where like in the ads, they're like people plunging it into buckets of water. And I'm like, I know you say I can, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I feel like also just for not getting electrocuted purposes, which I don't think you would from those things, but still. I mean, I hope not. They're not plugged in. And at least according to the videos on the the ads, people can do it. I would agree with you on being sketched out by that. but. That is kind of fun that they're waterproof. I didn't know that. I think at least, I mean, not so much for the Apple Watch because I'm not going to take that in the shower. That's weird. But like for the Kindle, if you're in the bath and you're reading, like at least it's almost like a backup security mechanism. You're like, oh, if I slip and I drop this, theoretically, it'll be fine. Whereas if you slip and dropped your book, which I would do all the time when I was little, and then the pages would get all wrinkly and I hate those wrinkly water pages. Oh, yeah, I hate those too. It's just... It kind of makes the book feel different. I don't know. Yeah, it ruins the vibe. It does. One time I read a thing that said, oh, if you put it in the freezer after that happens, it won't be wrinkly. Didn't work. Did it just freeze your book? Wait, did you wait till it was dry or did you do it when it was wet? I don't remember. I thought you were supposed to do it when it's like wet. So then I don't know. Maybe I didn't. No, because if it was dry, how would it flatten it? See, I don't know, but the thing is, if you put it in there when it's wet, it's just going to freeze your book, right? Like, Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Um, Yeah, so this was a tangential and chaotic discussion. That's my favorite type of discussion, though. So as you may have heard us alluding to in this episode, our next book club is going to be The Paris Bookseller by Carrie Maher, and that will be dropping on March 6th. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on self-dates. If you have any tips for me to how to actually do this assignment correctly, let me know because we're struggling over here. And we'd love to hear about your self-dates. If you've ever taken one, you can email us or DM us on Instagram. And don't forget to rate reviews, Zillennials Podcast and Apple Podcasts. You can find us at Zillennials Podcast on Instagram or email us at ZillennialsPodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to hit the subscribe button and stay a while. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.